Shalom, and welcome back to Wind of the Spirit, BRS. We just finished up our series in Revelation, so we're going extremely back the opposite way, all the way back to Genesis, from the begin, from the end to the beginning. So we shall be doing a series in Genesis. The name of the series is In the Beginning, God. The Genesis series. So welcome to In the Beginning, God. The Genesis series. Hope you will keep up with me on this one. I encourage you to get your Bible out. Get you something to drink. Sit back in your chair, relax, on your couch, relax, whatever you like. You can read with me, read along, or you can just let me read to you. And relax and enjoy it, hopefully. I will be using the NIV version today, NIV Bible. So for this series, I'll be in the NIV. So let's get started with... Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. There was light. God saw the light, that the light was good. He separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There was evening, there was morning, the first day. God said, let there be a vault between the waters. Some translations that mean it says dome. Vault or dome, or, or dome. Let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. And God called the vault sky. And there was evening. There was morning the second day. And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place. And let the dry ground appear. And it was so, and God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kind, trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kind and God saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning the third day God said let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. 
And God made two great lights, the greater to govern the day, the lesser to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the, on the earth, to govern the day and the night, to separate light from darkness. God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. God said, Let the waters teem with living creatures. Let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing which the water teems, with which the water teems, and moves about in it according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number, and fill the water and the seas. Let the birds increase on the earth. There was evening, there was morning, the fifth day. God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so, and God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, and over the livestock over and all the wild animals and over all creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image and the image of God he created them male and female he created them. God blessed them and said to them be fruitful and increase in the number and fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the base of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with its seed in it. They will be for you, they will be yours for food, and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along ground everything that has the breath of life in it I give every green plant for food and it was so God saw all that he had made it was very good there was evening there was morning the sixth day chapter 2 thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array the seventh day God finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all his work of creating that he had done. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created when the Lord made the earth and the heavens. Now no shrub yet 
yet appeared on the earth, no plant yet sprung up. For the Lord had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. The Lord God formed a man formed a man, Adam, from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The man became a living being. Now the Lord God planted a garden in the east, in Eden. There he put the man he had formed. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden, there was the tree, there were the tree of life, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is the Pishon, the Pishon. It winds through the entire land of Havila, or Havila, where there is gold. That's where the gold is. The gold of that land is good. And aromatic resin, and onyx, are also there. The land of the second river. The name of the second river is the Gihon. It winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It runs along the east side of Asher. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from every tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God has formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all of the birds of the sky. He brought them to to the man to see what he would name them. Whatever the man called each living creature, that was his name, its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. Woo! Talk about pressure. Man, oh man, how would you like that, huh? Hey, by the way, everything I created, I'm going to make you name it now. Just thought I'd bring it up to you. Can you imagine he'd get tired by the time? <laughs> yeah, these wonderful names in the beginning, you know. Woo! Uh, giraffe, hippopotamus. And he's so tired by the time he's like, Fly. You're a fly. Ant. <laughs> or cat. And dog. He, he was down to three-letter word names. Because <laughs> he was tired, people. It's tiring. Naming every creature in the world. <laughs> okay, here we go. But for Adam... But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. 
So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs. One of the man's ribs. And then closed up the place with, with the flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of man, the man, and he brought her to him, to the man. This is funny. The man said, This is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Now here's the reason I was laughing, because she's woman. So I'm imagining Adam... You know, he's never seen a woman before. No one has. There's this beautiful, beautiful creature comes out of of nowhere and she's beautiful. Curves and, you know, the rabbis and and there's there's the written word and then there's the rabbis have what they call uh, oral tradition in the Jewish communities. And oral tradition says that Eve was the most beautiful anyone could ever imagine. She was the most drop-dead, gorgeous, bombshell of a woman you could ever imagine. So, that, you know, you got Adam going, Whoa, man! Look at that! <laughs> Can you imagine that? Woo-hoo! I'm the blessed... Ooh, I'm blessed! I'm blessed! Hallelujah! Woo-hoo-hoo! You see Adam's dancing around. Whoa, man. Woo, woo. (laughs) He's all happy, excited. He got him a beautiful woman. I shall call you woman. For she was taken out of man. Mm -hmm. That is why man leaves his father and his mother and is united to his wife. and They become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. I hope that no one is offended by my little comments. <laughs> if you're offended by my comments, you need to go and listen to someone else's things because you're probably going to be offended a lot because I have a sense of humor around here because God has a sense of humor and God does not mind us having a sense of humor and laughing as long as it's done in a certain way. I will not be dirty or filthy with my humor, so you don't have to worry about that. We can all laugh and have a good time and read the Bible together. It doesn't have to be like pulling teeth, people. Enjoy yourself when you read. So let's go to chapter 3. Oh, this is the one we get in trouble here. Chapter 3, oh boy, the fall. Yes. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God may had made. He said to the woman, I'm going to do a little interpretation of what the serpent may sound like because he's a serpent. Did God really say you must not eat from any other tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, 
we may eat the fruit from the trees of the garden. God did say, you must not eat the fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it, or you will die. You surely, you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw the fruit, that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her. Now here we go. In the Jewish oral tradition, the rabbis teach that Adam, Adam, the male, was standing not away. See, I always thought that he was somewhere else, far away. And she says, you know, she's like, come over, Adam, and have some of this fruit. It's really good, you know. Woo! <laughs> no, no. Adam was in on it with the serpent. Apparently, Adam and the serpent, Adam had let the serpent get into his mind already. He was already in cahoots with the serpent. And he was basically letting her take the first bite to see what would happen to her. Because if she took the first bite, he wouldn't die. You know? So he knew what he was doing. The Bible teaches that the woman was deceived, but the man was not. Adam knew what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He was committing high treason against God. He'd already made up his mind long before he was doing this to her. Put that in your mind for a while and let that cook in there. Yeah, how about that one? So Adam was not far away. He was standing right behind her when this happened. After she took a bite and she didn't croak right away, nothing bad happened to her right away, he decided to take a bite too. So, she ate it and she also gave some to her husband, Adam, who was with her, and he ate it. And the eyes of both of them were open. They realized that they were naked so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Now, one of the other old traditions about, about the book of Genesis is from the rabbis is that the name Adam means red glowing blood, red glowing blood or something like that, red glowing blood. Red, blood, red, and glowing. So apparently, created in the image of likeness of God, they had, when God put and breathed into Adam's nostrils a breath of life, God's blood is pure light. So that blood came into Adam. So his blood glowed with, with the brilliance and the glory of God. They wore the glory of God. They were 
it was in them and out of them and all around them. So they glowed this brilliant red. If you take your finger and you take, you ever did this when you were a child? You take a flashlight, you stick it up to your finger, tip of your finger and you push it against it while it's on. You see how light how it glows up and lights up in there? Imagine that in a, in a greater capacity. Uh, more brilliant and more bright. Now, all over your body, that's exactly what man looked like. He, he had a glory. He wore glory. He wore this glorious glory, this shine, this glow, this glow came from man and woman. Whatever they sinned, that went away. They realized that that moment in time, and God had only given them one layer of skin because they were protected by the glory of God. So at that time, when they lost that, they sinned, they lost that, they lost the glory, that went away, they weren't glowing anymore. They looked and they said, oh my gosh, we're naked. And they knew they were naked. And they knew they were naked. And they were aware of the fact that they were only covered in one layer of skin. And anything can happen to them because they were exposed to everything. There were evil spirits at that time. There were demons at that time. In the spirit realm, and they could see in the spirit realm, and the spirit realm could see them. And they knew they were exposed to anything. Anything wanted to come near them and hurt them, it could absolutely do it because now they were exposed. And when it says that God gave them coats of skin, it doesn't mean He gave them like animal hides. It actually means that He gave them extra layers of skin. And we have three layers of skin. He got extra layers. He gave man extra layers at that time too. But he also did give them coats of skin from an animal. Uh, but yeah, that, that that was a big deal. We used to glow. We was we had a brilliance about us. Because we were created in the image and likeness of God. God created us in his image and likeness. There are three parts to man. Spirit, soul, and body. Just as there are three persons of the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There you go. But, uh, the, uh, so, we had this glow about us. We had this, we wore, the man wore the, uh, the glory of God. And that all went away when sin came. When we sinned and we mis you know, we disobeyed God. So they looked down and they realized they were they were they were naked. They opened their eyes and they realized they were naked and they sewed sick pig leaves together. They made covering for themselves. They were nervous and then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he walked was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. They hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Fear. This is the first time we hear of fear. Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith. 
But fear came from Adam. Faith and fear work in the same way, but on opposite ends of the spectrum. We got our fear from Father Adam. We got our faith through our second Adam, spoken of in the Bible. Jesus is the second Adam to undo what was done by the first Adam and bring back that which was lost. We got faith through the second Adam, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, And the Lord said, and he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? And the man said, Here's, here we We're pointing the finger here. We're passing the buck and pointing the finger. The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I did take it and eat it. And then the Lord said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock, all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat the dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring, your seed, her seed. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Of course, this part about her seed, everybody knows that woman doesn't have seed. It's man who has the seed. This is the seed of woman. This is referring in a prophecy of Yeshua, Messiah, who is to come. Born of the virgin, Yes, not of the flesh, not of a man's seed, but of the virgin birth. God overshadowed, Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and created within her womb the child Jesus, the Savior of all mankind. He would be the one that would destroy, that would crush the enemy's head. So here we have we have a prophecy right here in this in this particular passage. It says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, he's talking to the snake, between your offspring, your seed, and hers, her seed, and he will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. Striking his heel refers to his death on the cross. Crushing his head, being crushing the serpent's head, is the victory, victory over death, hell, and the grave when he rose on the third day. He destroyed the works of darkness. And to the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbirth very severe. With, with painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband he will rule over you. Adam, to Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife, ate the fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. 
Through painful toil you will eat from it in all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you. You will eat of the plants of the field. And by the sweat of your brow, you will eat food, your food, until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. Adam named his wife Eve, because she would become the mother of all living. The Lord made garments of skin for the Adam and his wife, clothed them. And the Lord said to, God, and the Lord God said, "The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil." We didn't need to know evil. We didn't need to know evil. That wasn't necessary. We did not need to know evil. Knowing good and evil. Let's see. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to the work, work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden a cherubim with a, and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. <clears throat> Chapter 4 Adam made love to his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. And she said, With the help of the Lord I have brought forth a man, or acquired a man, Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. And in the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The fight they had over was tithing. Abel was tithing the first of the flock and Cain didn't want anything to do with that. The Lord looked upon looked with favor on Abel his offering but on Cain and his offering he did not look with favor so Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. The Lord said to Cain, "Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast?" If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. So he's telling them, you can do the right thing and you can rule over sin and not the other way around. But Cain didn't want to hear anyone anything to do with it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field... While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother, Abel, and killed him. Now, in the original Hebrew, it doesn't say killed. It says he slayed him. 
which means he literally slaughtered him. He cut him into pieces. Because no man had ever died, ever been murdered before. They didn't know. Cain didn't know how he possibly might kill his brother. Because you have to you have to consider there was the earth was so different at that time. The the oxygen level was so high. It was like living in a what is it called? A hyperbolic chamber? So you uh, people assimilated oxygen about 200 times more than they do now. Something something to that effect. So if you got cut on your hand and you got a big gash, you healed exactly just instantly. Boom, there it was. Bam, you were healed up. Your body healed up. That's why so many people in that day, they had their years on earth were long because the oxygen level was so high and you assimilated 200 times what we are used to. Everything was different. So you healed right away. You split second. You could get cut. Split second, it would heal up right away. Restored. So nobody knew what it would take to kill a man. So he slew him. He slaughtered him. He cut him into pieces. So anyway, he he slew his brother Abel. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opens its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be restless a restless wanderer on the earth. And Cain cried to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me out from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to Cain, No, not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. The Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain made love to his wife. She became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Not Not to be confused with Enoch, the son of Seth, the son of Jared. Enoch, the son of Jared, is seventh from Adam. Well, this is Cain's Enoch. The birth to Enoch, Cain was then building a city, and he named it after his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Erod, and Erod was the father of Mahujel. And Behujael, Behujael, sorry, was the father of Methushel. Methushel was the father of Lamech. There are two Lamechs in the Bible. This is not the Lamech. I think that is the father of Noah. I believe that Noah's father was Lamech as well. A different Lamech. 
Lamech married two women, and one is one named Ada, one named Zila. Ada gave birth to Jabal, who was the father of those who live in tents and raise livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all who play stringed instruments and pipes. Jubilee, you get you heard the word jubilee. Jubilant, jubilant. You get that word from, you get that name from, uh, that word from Jubal. He was the one who created stringed instruments and pipes. Zila also had a son, Tubal Cain, who forged all kinds of tools out of bronze and iron. Tubal Cain's sister was Naamah. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zila, Listen to me, wives of Lamech. Hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech shall be avenged seventy-seven times. Lamech thought he was a big thing. He thought he was a big stuff. Adam made love to his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth, saying, God has created, has granted me another child in place of Abel, since Cain killed him. And Seth had a son, and he named him Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. Also began to proclaim the name. I'm going to stop there today. That concludes this reading of Genesis. And I hope that you had a good time. You got something out of this. If I haven't ratted and raved too much to make you, to put you off a little bit. (laughs) If you have any questions, leave them in the comments and I'll be glad to answer them as much as I can to the the best of my uh, ability. Until next time, my friends, may God richly bless you. Shalom.